Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Trend 80 Snowboarding Move <laughs> thing. In honor of episode 1080, uh, which I'm told we hit, maybe? We're about to. Uh, anyways, shout out to The Brew on uh, the Discord and uh, Discord Zeitgang for surfacing it. Uh, I am Jack, and I'm thrilled to be joined for this trending episode by super producer Becca Ramos. Hello. All right, it's a it's a very trendful day today. Uh, this Thursday, February tenth, Simmons Ben Simmons has been traded for James Harden. The Nets won the trade, I think, because they got a lot. They got <laughs> they got Ben Simmons, who's all league defender and they don't need him to shoot or score that much because they have the best shooters and scorers in the league. They also have, uh, they also got Seth Curry, who is a great shooter, um, and they got the Sixers' backup center, Andre Drummond, who has been crucial for the Sixers backing up Joel Embiid. He's the first like good backup that the Sixers have had. Uh, and they got Harden in return, um... Also, I think Paul Millsap, who has not worked out uh, this well this season for the Nets, and I don't think is going to do much for the Sixers. Uh, but I don't know. It's uh, it's exciting. Like I, I'm definitely going to be watching all. I already watch all the Sixers games. <laughs> uh, I will. I will also be watching all the Nets games because I'm very curious to see what Ben Simmons looks yeah, maybe like. Maybe I'll go to uh, a Nets game. I don't know. There you go. I haven't been yet. So <laughs> is the city a buzz? Have you been out just hearing people just whisper, whisper, Simmons, Simmons. Just Harden, so excited. Simmons. No, I yeah. am so far away. I, like I said before, I get all of my sports news from this podcast here. So it is hard to be a commentator when you're usually learning um, during this yeah. time. But uh, I do live pretty close to um, Barclays Center. So one day okay. maybe I will go. There you go. To Annette's um, <laughs> as we mentioned on yesterday's uh, trending episode, we are the number one NFL podcast, even Absolutely. though we never talk about it. It is how we tried to justify our presence at Super Bowl <laughs> Radio Row. I don't think anyone was falling for it. Um, but anyways, exciting times in the NBA. Uh, hopefully everyone's happy. It seems like Sixers fans are happy. Uh, I think Nets fans are a little mad at James Harden for wanting out, forcing himself out of a... Second team in the course <laughs> of two seasons. I'm a little nervous. I, I think we just need to get this man on a TB12 or whatever plant-based diet that Chris Paul is on that uh, has prolonged his career. Mm. Um, and then it will have been a great trade for the Sixers. Go sports. Go sports. <laughs> Can't wait for the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> clog is trending. We're things about toilet clogs. Uh, because according to Maggie Haberman's book, uh, Confidence Man, about uh, I think the sub subhead is uh, the making of Donald Trump and the breaking of America. So one of the details is that uh, they kept having to unclog the toilets at the White House, which I know at first you're like, uh, so this is just about how how much this guy poops or something. But in <laughs> fact. It That's is, what I thought when I first read the headline. I did not dig right. deeper until I saw yeah. it in the doc. I was like, yeah. okay, Anne. Oh, oh, Jack, what? You're making me talk Everybody about what poops now? again. I know. Um, but 
the the reason that it kept getting clogged is because the president was apparently flushing documents down the toilet. Uh, oh God. He just discovered wads of printed paper clogging toilets repeatedly um, and believed the president had flushed pieces of paper. Let me just find... As I was reporting out this book, I learned that staff in the White House would periodically find the toilet clogged. The engineer would have to come and fix it. And what the engineer would find would be wads of clumped up wet printed paper, meaning it was not toilet paper. It was either notes or some other piece of paper that they believe he had thrown down the toilet. I just like visualize this imagery of just like this angry man, red face, fat, just shoving the shit down the toilet. And... It blows my mind because it's like the most elementary way. Of course, Donald Trump would shove to- like papers down the toilet. Like it's like he wouldn't find a really good shredder. He wouldn't like, you know, scheme his way in like a very like 007 type, um, you know, to get rid of information in the White House. Or he just would. like, I don't know, have a fireplace yeah. going. Like he, like, what he the would fuck? <laughs> shove shit down the toilet like that. Like it just... It never ends. Yeah. As Super Producer Brian is pointing out, uh, yes, the White House has <laughs> an engineer rather than a plumber, um, which I'm sure, whatever you want to call yourself, uh, <laughs> that's great. Their toilets are extra fancy, and so you need an engineer. Somebody who graduated from like Carnegie Mellon. Of course. Uh, who, who's like, thought I'd be doing better things right now. So that's that's two big things right off top. Uh, we, we have been monitoring the Canadian convoy, which has become the Canadian blockade. Uh, the, the truckers who have been occupying downtown Ottawa, terrorizing the citizens there, terrorizing their own children. A hundred of the trucks have children in them. And people are worried about, you know, the health of living out of a truck that is in what has essentially become a massive truck parking Wait, why lot. Why are there children in the trucks? Uh, because truckers are bringing their families oh, with them. Okay. It's a it's a long term <laughs> it's a long term commitment. <sighs> They're all in, but yeah, they like the CO two levels are bad. Uh, yeah, carbon, I'm carbon sure. Oxide. Yeah, not not good in downtown Ottawa. Uh, so a lot of air pollution, a lot of s- noise pollution, both for the citizens of downtown Ottawa and also. Uh, the children that they are forcing to come along because of their bad political beliefs. Anyways, they have escalated to now blocking both lanes of one of the uh, most important bridges connecting the United States and Canada. Uh, they've they've blocked both lanes of traffic with their big trucks because they can. And there's also a Homeland Security bulletin a warning about a copycat blockade slash convoy uh, coming to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. And the State um, of the Union address in D.C. Yeah, Love I can see that. I this does seem that. to be like it's really succeeded in terms of like giving the Nazis a very popular, seemingly like a lot, a lot of public support. Russell Brand uh, is is team Nazi truck drivers. Of course he is. And that's why he's in that Tale of the Nile whatever movie. Because it was like right. every actor in Hollywood that should be annexed right now all ended up in that movie. It's like, yeah. wow, crazy. Yeah. Um, 
that that movie does appear to be cursed. You wouldn't know this from the trailers necessarily, but the lead, like the star of the movie, uh, the male lead at least, is Army Hammer. They they did their best to cut around him. Um, they they have a series of posters with each different main character from the movie, except for him. But they just refused to recast it and do the CG of it all. I think that movie cost $90 million. It's getting bad reviews. Well, and Letitia Wright, she also was like... Also Letitia Wright, yeah. Yeah, she was like very anti-vax. And the Marvel Universe is like, actually, we will kick you out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is a bag to get. If you're in Hollywood and you're able to get in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you just wreck those coattails so you die. Like... And for you to be so blatantly anti-vax to lose that ship is bananas to me. But yeah, that that's something uh, our writer JM pointed out. It's getting bad reviews. It appears to have been. It was supposed to be released in uh, December 2019. Uh, the the uh, murder on the Nile. Uh, it's the follow-up to Murder on the Orient Express, uh, made by the same director. That one was like kind of a surprise hit. Um, which is and, yeah, because I saw it and I thought it was very mediocre at best, and like right, Johnny unsurprisingly Depp, mediocre, <laughs> unsurprisingly mediocre, and you know another problematic Johnny Depp in right. there. Pro- so. Another problematic lead, although in that case, spoiler alert, he is stabbed twenty times yeah. within the first uh, half of the movie, so <laughs> it's um, it's fine, not, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, I guess. I don't think the same can be said for Army Hammer. Yeah. He did not have the good sense to be stabbed multiple times right away in that one, in the new one. So they're looking to take a a bath on that one. Yeah. They were supposed to release it right before the pandemic. And then they were like, "Eh, let's, let's push it a couple months because I think it was releasing the same time as the last star Wars movie Mm -hmm. actually. So they were like, can't compete with that. Yeah. At first they were, yeah. Which was turned out not to be (laughs) biggest hit in the world, but they were like, this makes sense as a counter-programmer to a movie that is mainly going to be interesting to kids. We'll we'll put this out for the for the adults. That was the plan when Fox was Fox and Disney was Disney. Then Disney bought Fox and was like, nah, we're gonna push it to the beginning of 2019. Pandemic, Army Hammer story. Uh <laughs> and now it's uh like two and a half years later and nobody's happy, it would appear. <laughs> But I don't know, maybe not our biggest problem, but it is it is always fun to watch how these things end up happening. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, talk Bob Saget, Billie Eilish, Super Bowl ads. And we're back. And uh, the cause of death was released. uh, on the passing of Bob Saget, uh, who was found dead in his hotel room in, I think it was Orlando, yeah, uh, somewhere in Florida, uh, like a month ago. And they, it's apparently head trauma, which I don't know. Like they, they don't really know how he hit his head, but the summary seems to be he hit his head and went to sleep with like thinking nothing of it, like thinking, oh, I just bunked my head and it actually caused a brain bleed. Um, and you know, he didn't wake up, which is super tragic. 
Yeah, um, super sad, especially when you think it's like, you know, something potentially preventable. Had he like gone and gone checked out or something, but it's also yeah. something that can happen to any of us. So just stay safe. Like if you feel like you may have been concussed, go get that checked out. Um, yeah, this is like that thing. Anytime someone hits their head and then you're like, don't let them fall asleep. Yeah. Thing like that. It, this is now the thing I will think of anytime I'm hanging out with someone who's just been concussed i guess that's hopefully that doesn't happen too often maybe just be like you know what maybe i should go get this checked out and not just lay down and think ah not a big deal yeah ah you know i could but i'm so tired (laughs) i'm so tired i gotta lay down (laughs) but he also was um tested positive for covid19 uh post um, how do you say that post post posthumously posthumously there we go there it is um, we figured yeah. it out together we figured it out um, together my diction is that not also might be great. wrong posthuman posthumously we're not an english podcast that's the detail where i'm just like wait a second he was in florida where they really like to keep the covid of it all out of the headlines and off of their uh records mm-hmm. and i'm not i, it's just I all don't wonky. know and it's, it's just, all wonky it's wonky and it's sad Either it's way, get sad. tested for COVID. Don't hit get your head and COVID. not go see a doctor. Yeah. Stay safe. Two, two lessons we can learn <laughs> from this. RIP Bob Saget. Billie Eilish is trending and not for a great reason. Not for a great reason. Uh, not, not for her, but uh, just a very dumb story. So I guess one thing I didn't know about Billie Eilish is she is known for, she will stop her show in its tracks if she suspects that a fan is uncomfortable or, you know, hurt or needs attention. Um, and she recently did that. She, a fan was having a asthma attack. Uh, she stopped her show and made sure that the fan got a, an inhaler before the show went on. And when she did that, she said, I make sure, uh, you know, my fans are okay. Or so let, let me find the direct quote because that is going <laughs> to come it is going to come for us in the comments. Jack. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yay is a listener. He's going to come for me. And also, uh, well, while I'm looking that up, shout out to the person who claimed our treatment of Joe Rogan was infantile. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is such a interesting. Oh, I feel like that take. comment was infantile, but I don't know. Just, I don't have the original quote that she made, Jack, but I do have the follow-up that she alluded to after all the drama has been going about on Twitter. And it says, I'm not apologizing. I didn't do shit. Leave me the fuck alone. See you at Coachella. So, yeah. Uh, So the thing she said on stage, I wait for the people to be okay before I keep going. Seems like it could be a just broad platitude of a good uh, policy to have as a (laughs) human being performing for other human beings also like i it i i suspect you know artists very sensitive and like really in it i i'm amazed by her ability to be in like connect connected with her fans enough to notice a asthma attack yeah maybe I don't know. i'm underestimating how obvious that is or how close uh, maybe the fan was to the stage right there's also that but i also you know i've never been to a billy eilish show I've heard she's a great live performer. I don't know, but that original quote I had made, which your quote was first, and then Kanye says, come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Trav and to the families 
of the people who lost their lives. No one intended this to happen. Trav didn't have any idea of what was happening when he was on stage and was very hurt by what happened. And yes, Trav will be with me at a Coachella, but now I need Billy to apologize before I perform. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, no one asked for Kanye to be a part of the conversation, and yeah. yet... And he just took a clickbait headline that said that she was dissing Travis Scott and took that as gospel and was like, all right, well, now I'm going to make myself oh. part of this story. Very dumb. Uh, the moral of the story is I'm impressed by Billie Eilish <laughs> for <laughs> being able to be that tuned in to her audience to notice an asthma attack and everything else is stupid bullshit. Super producer Anna says Gen Z is hyper aware. They care. And I was going to say that. Yes, I do think that's part of it. Is that Billy? She cares. What can you say? Yeah. I mean, I would care if I could notice it. I just feel like I'd be too worried about what I'm doing with my hands and how much I'm sweating and what I'm <laughs> going to say next. And that's why you're not performing notice. on, you know, a stage of millions of people. <laughs> and that's why I'm not Gen Z. Uh, you know, I'm an old, jaded boomer. Super Bowl ads. Yeah. We talked yesterday about the Colin Jost and uh, his Scar wife. Ad. Yeah. Yeah. What's his wife's name again? <laughs> you know, Scarlett, Scarlett Jost. You know, Scarlett oh, I Jost guess you're Hansen. right. I don't know if she took yeah, his yeah. name, but... <laughs> You know, uh, she loves to be yeah, any, yeah. any race possible, you know? Yeah, Fun very versatile stuff. actor. So I liked their ad about how, what if Alexa could like read your mind? And I like it because I love Amazon and everything they do. <laughs> yeah. And I don't feel weird when they're doing something likable, like I'm being brainwashed by uh, <laughs> a Borg. But anyways, uh, there's a Zendaya ad featuring voiceover from Andre 3000 for Squarespace. Um, and I have not seen it, but you have, and you say it's good. It's really good. Cause I was like, of course, Zendaya's in a Super Bowl ad. She's the it girl right now. Um, mm. but this is uh, Squarespace's first in house ad, a little bit of advertising agency lore. Um, a lot of places are moving in house and the industry is shaking in their boots. Um, and so this is, yeah, one of Squarespace's first in house ads. And, it was really well done. It's like a Sally sells, she sells by the seashore. Nailed I can't it. say it. Um, but <laughs> That's it's, the point. It's hard to say. The whole script kind of is like in S's, which is kind of interesting. And it's um, by the director who did Scott Pilgrim. Um, I can't remember. Edgar Wright. Edgar yeah. Wright. And it's really beautiful. It was a great ad. It's going to be fun to see what else comes out that's the only reason i've watched the super bowl in the past is for the ads and as someone who came from the advertising industry it is our you know oscars let's just say it's so big that my roommate who is still in the industry has a monday off her agency gave it off to her because it is the day after Whoa. the super bowl so they actually do the thing that bros are always like oh they should make day after super bowl yes national <laughs> holiday so I can she's be like, I'm getting over. a facial. And I was like, oh, you took Valentine's Day off? That's cute. And she's like, oh, no, I got it off because uh, my agency took the day after the Super Bowl off for all the people who worked on Super Bowl ads. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> Anyways, uh, those are the two Super Bowl ads I've seen. And <laughs> they both seem to be winners. So there's one with Pete Davidson. Haven't seen it. I don't even know what it's for. I just saw the headlines for it. <laughs> Can't lose. Bug eyes. Cold, pale skin. Can't lose. Anyways, 
Those are the things that are trending. Becca, thank you so much for joining. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? You can find me at Bex Ramos, B-E-C-C-S-R-A-M-O-S on all platforms, but I'm really on Instagram and I did post on TikTok for the first time really ever this nice. week. So, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm going to be on TikTok Dance routine, what are we talking? Uh, no, I actually archived the dance routine ones because I was like, this is too embarrassing. I made these at the beginning of COVID when we were like chronically indoors and like I had nothing to do in my like 300 square foot Brooklyn apartment. Um, so we're starting anew and it okay. was just a little uh, get ready with me um, trying to romanticize my silly little life. But okay. no, nah, just, uh, yeah, Bex Ramos everywhere. <laughs> well, congratulations to TikTok. Wow. Uh, I, th- I think this is big for them uh, that you've joined. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. That is going to do it for us this Thursday. Uh, we're back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Wear a mask. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Yeah.